Hello. What's up, guys? We're back. Um, today is the official release of the Match Week podcast. Yes, Match Week, the podcast, is coming out today. Official release. If you're seeing this, that means you're watching the Match Week video. Now, I have to give you a warning. This audio was absolutely ruined in every way possible. It was corrupted. Volume was off. Pitch was off. You name it. It took so much to save all of it. Like I had to do a lot of editing, a lot of fixing, a lot of work around. So even though it's not the most crisp audio as you'll hear in the beginning with uh, the intro, um, I do want to let you guys know that thank you uh, for at least giving it a try, listening to it. I hope there's better and more to come in the future for you. That's what's most important is that you guys are getting the best content possible. And I really, really hope you guys enjoy this. It's a venture I've been working on for a while. I was lucky enough to have Bez Mizuto join me as the guest today. He is a very knowledgeable person and he knows the game very well. So I was very much happy to have him on. So please like the video, subscribe, share it, um, ring the notification bell, do whatever you can, share this. I'm going to try to put it up as many audio platforms as possible. So if you could just please uh, give it some love. That's that's all I'm really asking for is some love for it. I'll see you guys, all right? Peace. This is Match Week. You are joined by myself, Artie Mini. We discuss everything soccer from the highs and the lows in the sporting week to the news that is relevant to you. And we are back with Match Week Episode 1. I'm so excited to be taking on this project with you guys. Hopefully, you'll be listening along, enjoying what you got to hear, bringing along all the news that you need. I'm joined with a guest. His name is Bezmir Zuda. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great, Artie. Excited to be here uh, and happy to join you for this. Yeah, so just a little context for everyone who doesn't know. Bezmir is a assistant soccer coach for FDU men's soccer team based out of Madison. He is also the head of North Jersey FC. He runs all of the youth uh, programs and all the scouting going on and all the teams and he is also the co-owner of ITA Sports Shop based at Boone, New Jersey. Uh, he he has a lot on his plate. He's like your modern day renaissance man, you know. Um, but today he's going to be joining me. We're going to be discussing on the build up to the UEFA Champions League. We're going to be discussing the best starting 11 on paper in the UCL. And uh, today we're going to be going over uh, the heavy hitters the teams who are like struggling slash falling off, and also the teams who are like our dark horses, like the team you would probably least expect, but yet most expect at the same time to win it out of like a small group of people. Yeah, and uh, you know, being a Chelsea fan, <coughs> you know, yeah. I think um, you know, taking complete bias out of this, I think it would be only fair if we brought them up first as our big heavy hitter. Yeah. The, okay. Okay. I'll give you this. All right. They're reigning champions. 
They've so far started off with the best form. They've they've probably strengthened the team the best out of most people in the competition right Actually, one of the most strengthened teams in the competition right now. We have another team we can discuss later. But um, with also, like, cementing Mendy's place, the goalkeeper, he's been a huge, huge change-up instead of having uh, Kepa Ayarzabal in the back. Um, and then you also have uh, players like uh, Alonso making a resurgence in the team who tried selling in the summer. Uh, you have Havertz coming good even more now than last season. And then you also have Lukaku, who's probably the second best striker in the world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's very exciting as a Chelsea fan. And look at them, looking at them on paper, they say all great teams need depth to win the competition, mm-hmm. especially as you get into the spring and you have a bunch of finals and playoffs for all these different competitions coming on. And at Chelsea, everyone's been performing. You know, it's... Our weak point was the forward position. We created a lot of chances, created, 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 and scored a very small percentage of those. You just made me forget. Uh, like I just remember Timo Werner. Like He was probably one of the biggest prospects to be coming out of Germany, signed for Chelsea, and then it's like, yeah, he just doesn't know how to finish. It's like, y- yeah. He, 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 he only and then finishes. Lukaku comes, and everyone's forgetting about him already. Yeah, he only... Fi- in, in regards to Werner, he only scores the hard chances. You know, yeah. he doesn't. Luckily, we brought in Lukaku. The board solved a great problem. And coming off the best defending the Champions League has ever seen and conceding four or five goals in an entire campaign, it's unreal when you consider they're going to continue to not leak goals at the back and bring in a top-class forward to start putting them away as well. And the thing I probably have to say that surprises me the most is the fact that somehow Marcus Alonso has made it back into this <laughs> Chelsea team. Because in the summer, it was like, Alonso gone. We're selling him. We're putting him in a deal. We're doing something to get him out of here. But now he's replacing Ben Chilwell, who I have to say is probably one of the best left-backs in the world, along with Luke, Luke Shaw. Come on, let's go. Um, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, Ben Chilwell is probably one of the most creative left backs in the world and he's able to progress the ball very well and it's very surprising that Alonso's made a resurgence because he's known to be a very good threat forward but just in the past couple of seasons he has been lacking very much defensively yeah and that goes back to the depth point I made uh, a little while back it's Ben Chilwell Marcus Alonso at the left wing back position Azpilicueta and Reese James the right wing back position when you can play at such a high level with your first string and your second string players, it starts to cause problems for other teams. You no longer have to worry about injuries. You don't have to worry about having three matches a week. You can rotate players and still have top quality across the board. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I think I'm ranking Chelsea very highly in the heavy hitters. Like I think it's either going to be them or one or two other teams that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, my biased and my unbiased opinions would both have Chelsea up in the... Uh, <laughs> no, that doesn't, that's not how it works. <laughs> opinion and facts, both. If we're actually, no, I, I'm, not going, I'm not going into this. We, we, Besmer and I have a very, um, I would say, we have a very agree-to-disagree uh, argument about a certain Chelsea player. We're just going to leave it at that here today. I am not discussing this because it'll take up all of our podcast space that we have today. So moving on. We have Manchester City, the finalists of last year, and they were second place. Like, they were probably seen as the strongest team going into it. Because, uh, well, actually, not, not so, because they had lost the three games of the bounce playing Chelsea prior. 
but everyone had still considered them the favorites for some reason. Yeah, I mean, honestly, going into this season, they've been a bit of a disappointment in terms of the recruiting that took place over the summer and the transfer window. Having the quality they have across the pitch, on the bench, most expensive squad in the world, and to not have a Lukaku, Lewandowski... Suarez, They've number missed nine. out on so many number nines. It's actually ridiculous. Like the fact that City decided it for be a smart idea to wait till the last three weeks of the transfer <laughs> window to try to get Harry Kane, making him talk at his brother's wedding and bringing the media there is actually insane to me. It's like you have all the funds, all the money. There's no shot that you let Danny Ings go to Aston Villa instead of Man City. Like there's no way you can't pick up a, a Richarlison from er, like Everton. You have the money for it. And not only that, they dropped a hundred million. What was it? Pounds. So they dropped a hundred yeah. million pounds, which was a uh, hundred and forty million dollars on just Jack Grealish alone. Which, by the way, don't get me wrong, Jack Grealish is probably one of the best creators in the Premier League. Like he's actually able to create the ball very well, go wide, play central. He can strike the ball too from distance if you need. But he he's not a number nine. He's not a number he, nine. He's what not a number needs. nine. And he's, and he's also not worth the money, in my opinion. Yeah, For years, Carlos Tevez dragged that Man City line, put the ball in the back of the net. Tevez. <laughs> Let's talk about Aguero, bro. Aguero, Kun, one of the Kun, best strikers yeah. to ever play in the Prem. Kun Aguero steps in when Tevez steps out. Unbelievable. And the best force ever graced the Premier League and, and football in Europe. And right now he's at Barcelona. Just made his debut last night after coming back from injury. Yeah, awesome to see. And now, Gabriel Jesus... Wonderful. Well, Wonderful actually, player. He, he's like having a renaissance now because he's playing more of like a winger than an actual striker. Yeah, and they don't which have I a think, which I think is crazy because it's like he was a natural number nine, and you have players like Marez and you have Bernardo Silva, and it's like they don't make that space anymore because it's like, yeah, I want Gabby Jesus there. I don't want an actual winger there. Even though you have Riyad Mahrez, probably one of the best wingers in that lesser. When Leicester City won the league in 2015-16, oh, yeah, yeah. he was probably one of the best wingers in the world at that moment. Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal like, player. His assist, his goals, and even after that, carrying the Leicester team when when uh, when Conte left, when... Uh, in the Champions League the next season. When Maguire left. Yeah. Even the Champions League next season, he was insane. I was surprised yeah. no one else went in for him. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when you look at Manchester City, I mean, I've stopped trying to predict what Pep Guardiola does and is going yeah, to no, do. and. Cause he, he's he's brilliant. He's a genius when it comes to football. And, you know, I'm just very, very curious to see what happens uh, during the course of this campaign. They're a favorite. They have the best squad on paper, depth-wise, yeah. realistically, when you look at the names they well, have. Well, I mean, they, they used to have Mendy at left back, but... We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, Mendy's... We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that, folks. They only have, like, one real left back now. But uh, moving on, um, by the way, Man City were probably... You know what? I don't think they win it. I'm going to be honest. I don't think they win it. Well, it's. I'm curious to see what they'll do in the January transfer window. I think they'll grab a Harry Kane, a big name forward. If they can no, manage to do that. There's no way Kane will leave Spurs in January. That's impossible. I mean, I mean, we'll, listen, Manchester City has I the will money. probably say, you know what? If, if you want to shout for a striker, just, I'm going to leave it off with this. If you want to shout for a striker in Man City... You go for Rafael Leal from AC Milan, and you just scoop him up and you take him. Yeah, or you go in and grab a Richarlison or someone like that. I mean, it's going to take— But the issue is a Prem club, they'll never sell their big players in January. They never will. It's so tough. 
The only time that's happened was Berbatov from Spurs to United. Yeah, and Berbatov wasn't even supposed to go to United. Yeah, but money talks. Money talks. Money especially talks. for these smaller prem clubs yeah. that need it. Uh, you, when Manchester and, City comes knocking, Spurs <laughs> come selling. It just, and and it's speaking natural. of money talks, bro, Paris Saint-Germain, um, they, oh my God, they had, here's the thing, they did they probably had their best Champions League finish two years ago against uh, uh, FC Bayern in the final. Uh, Tuchel, unfortunately, couldn't pull through with PSG, but he made it through with Chelsea the next season. But this this, this is probably one of the best transfer windows I've seen in the history of soccer, honestly. It's, it's insane because they brought in Donnarumma, Hakimi, Sergio Ramos, uh, Genie Wijnaldum, Lionel Messi, all for crazy fees. So it's like Hakimi, they only spent probably $45 million on. Messi, free. Donnarumma, free. Wijnaldum, free. Ramos, free. And all they're paying is their wages, which is chump change for PSG. Well, yeah, it's funny when you look at it. You know, on paper, they have, in my opinion, the strongest starting 11 but in the world. Even even their bench, are you kidding me? You have a Paredes and a Herrera, the best center mid in the, in the world. I don't care what you say. No one could tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, no, but yeah, but they, I'm being serious, though. They have Daniel Pereira. They have Idrissa Gay, who was probably the best center defensive mid in the in the Premier League, and now he's not even getting game time for PSG anymore. Yeah, well, you know, you look at PSG, and it's a club that used to spend, depending on how you describe it, recklessly, you know, and yeah. they weren't afraid to spend money is probably the better way to put that. They have gone in and swooped some of the best players, not just in the world. Lionel Messi's arguably one of the best in history, if not the best in history. I mean, if we're talking about the best in history, you you know you know who <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 come to him soon. Arguably, arguably, ar- yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say he's definitely up there over like a Maradona, Pele, even even like a Ronaldinho over even over a Brazilian Ronaldo R nine Ronaldo Lima. He definitely if he, actually if he never got hurt, he probably would have been the best in the world. Honestly, yeah, yeah, and you but, know, but then again, just going back to PSG. They're starting eleven. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this out for the listener because this starting eleven is actually crazy. Yeah, I mean PSG starting eleven. You know, it's just uh, you know, you look that there's no weaknesses. If they lose a match, it's going to be a masterclass by the other team. They're a lock for the semifinals, for the final. Sure, because like, dude, you have Don Ruma who was playing as a professional goalkeeper for AC Milan since he was 16 years old, like. Someone who is by far a guaranteed goalkeeping talent, who even Gianluigi uh, Buffon even says, someone who shares the same first name with even says that he's one of the best uh, goalkeepers in Italy right now. And then you also have Hakimi, who I don't know how Real Madrid just let him go like that. They let him go to a Borussia Dortmund two-year loan, and then Real Madrid let him go to Inter Milan, Inter buys him, Inter has to have a fire sale because they lost all their uh, Chinese investment. So now he gets sold to PSG, and and he's what twenty four years old? Not even. I think he's still twenty three. I'm not going. You're lie. talking Real Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, Inter Milan, and now he's at PSG. Oh he's played God. with all the best players in the world at the age of twenty three. <sighs> it's it's just insane, bro. And then you also have Marquinhos, who's probably one of the best center backs in the past decade. Honestly, still playing for his age. Him and Thiago Silva were probably the best partnership in Europe for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and listen, you know, they let go of a Silva, bringing a Ramos, you know? I mean, 
Yeah, but dude, but they also have yes. Kempembe on the bench as well. Like, this is the point I'm trying to make. Like, this squad is absolutely, like, just different. It's built different. And even you have uh, Mendez they brought in from Sporting Lisbon. Yeah. They brought him in for Sporting Lisbon, and he has been a revolution. He He's made Juan Bernat get benched, which is actually crazy, which is beyond me because usually he's a starter for a Bayern or even for uh, for any other list of clubs, which is crazy. Yeah, PSG, if you ask me. Listen, semifinals, final, you know, they're going to get there. They have to. If they don't, it's a disappointment. Fire the manager, sell the club. I'm too good. Not I, I, I'm, I'm just going to read off the rest of starting 11 for the viewers, so they, uh, listeners, so they understand, okay? You have a Verratti next. You have Wijnaldum and Di Maria. Di Maria is playing at Cam. You have Verratti and Wijnaldum playing behind him, securing that midfield. And then you have a front three of... Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, and Neymar. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm just that's just that's just mind blowing. To unreal, me. unreal, unreal. And then we have the um, you know they have a uh, Lewandowski, um, <laughs> yeah, the perennial powerhouse. I mean Bayern Munich. Oh my God. I I want to know what they feed their players because Goretzka went from a guy who looked like a stick. To an absolute like beach babe, like how did he get them a that tree bulky, trunk bro? of a human being? <laughs> I know, mass. He's an absolute unit. I oh mean, you God. look at the. Listen, they're they're Bayern Munich. They go in, they pull in the best players from the Bundesliga every season. I must say because they just bought out. Uh, because <laughs> what was it? I think um, uh, Julian. Uh, it's Julian Nagelsmann now the manager for them, and he was the manager of RB Leipzig, and he's basically taking all the best players from Leipzig. He bought um, Upamecano, yeah. who is, I have to say, one of the best up-and-coming center backs. It's actually insane. And then you also they also brought in um, Sabitzer, who, I don't know, I'm not going to lie, I feel bad for him going there because how are you going to play <laughs> over a Kimmich, a Goretzka? We have to wrap it up. Oh, we have to wrap it up. All right. So, anyways, uh, so Bayern Munich, probably one of the best. And then uh, you also have Liverpool. So, we're going to talk about who has the best starting 11 on the pitch. It will definitely be a PSG. Who's most likely to win it? We're going to say a Chelsea or PSG. And then uh, and then the dark horse that everyone's forgetting out of the big hitters will definitely be Liverpool because they brought in at least three players in the transfer window. Everyone's healthy at the moment. Um, and they have a whole bunch of depth in the back, so. Yeah, probably going to be one of the best Champions League seasons we've had in a long time. Strength across Europe, anyone can win it. Atletico Madrid, all these teams are going to be strong. And uh, even, it's it's going to be a fun season. And even teams like Real Madrid and Barcelona falling on the wayside, so. Yeah, awesome. So, I mean, good luck to all the teams. And we're done. Yep, thanks for having me, Artie. Really appreciate it. No.